Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <sighs> well, you know, uh, when I used to be a caller in um, I, I was one of the last people to, to get a theme tune and, um, and it was only played once and it, was a, and it was a rubbish one. So I found my own. My name is Robert Wilson. There you go. It's pretty good, that, isn't it? Oh. It's short, mercifully short. <laughs> and I wonder, I wonder if, um, Royfield will leave that in. <laughs> this podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, Hola, it's Tishan and Bernie here Hello. in Madrid. We're going to do a little sing song. Bono, dos, tres, cuatro. Dumpty 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 dum, dumpty dumpty dum, dumpty 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 dum, dumpty diddly dum, dumpty diddly dum, diddly dum, diddly dum. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred in Ambridge, in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the smiling bridegroom portrait that is Robert Wilson, and with me I have the bride with a fag on looking the wrong way that is... (laughs) Lucy Freeman. I just laughed at my own joke. That's good, isn't it? Well, (laughs) at least one of us did. And the last... (laughs) Oh, I'm in trouble already. Don't get um, all showy off me just because you've got your own theme tune now that you have to find yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and the last part of Fallon's wedding album, folks, is you. This week's Dumpty Dum comes from Rachel and Bernie in Madrid. Hola ustedes dos, as they say. Lucy, if someone wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? <sighs> If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or go on the lam with your criminal son in an effort to teach him not to break the law. Call us on 0203-031-3105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and he actually appears in the show today. And Ooh. thank you to Derek there in the back bedroom. Derek is very irritated at the moment as Ooh. he's a huge Doctor Who fan and he's struggling to cope with the idea of a Time Lord being a woman because, as he says, having a 2,000-year-old Doctor time travelling across the universe while possessing a family is just unrealistic, frankly. <laughs> Last call, folks, for our Birmingham extravaganza. And Lord knows it's not often that Birmingham has one of those. <laughs> live Dumpty Dum at Birmingham Town Hall at 3 p.m. There's no date here, but it, I think it's on Sunday, isn't yes, it? it? Sunday is. the 7th? Yes. All right, Sunday the 7th. Go to Birmingham Town Hall website to book. And it features Royfield, Lucy, Kerry Davis, and Charlotte Martin, the wonderful actress that plays. Well, Susan Carter. And four bullet points sent in stop press from Royfield here. There are only three places left on the BBC tour, unless you can fit under 
Lucy's coat. There are 10 spaces left on the Reflex nightclub night out. Uh, Three, Andrew Horn will be wearing a real disco shirt to the Reflex nightclub. Not for long. Not a fake one. (laughs) (laughs) Is it one of those with poppers on? I've got a couple of shirts with poppers on. And back in the days before hashtag me too, some women would rip it open. Well, that was when I was presentable to women as well, I guess. And number four, there are only 10 places left for dinner at the Cozy Club. So get your skates on, make up your minds, get your checkbooks out, all your credit cards, and book up while spaces last. This week, we hear from Blythe Spirit, Witherspoon, Erica, Mike, and Red Agnes. But first, before the caller in let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. Oh, don't know what happened there. Should we do it again? Yeah. <laughs> we began the week feeling a trifle nauseated. Wedding photos. Boring to all of those who aren't in them. Wedding photos on the radio. Boring on a surreal level. <laughs> it then went from boring to surreally boring to just surreal when harassment invited Kenton, still raging, and Jolene round to look at pictures of themselves. Jolene kept referring to them as the bride and groom, even though she'd given birth to one of them and the other one was sitting two (laughs) feet away from her. Anyway, it all went horribly wrong when Fallon said Freddie had terrible taste in music and Kenton shouted, why are you trying to kill my family? And left. Weddings, eh? They do bring people together. Freddie has turned the corner and Elizabeth has gone round the bend. More top parenting. As if the endless biscuits, sweets and treats for her drug-dealing offspring weren't enough, she decided that what he needed was a fun day out, so they went to the Sea Life Centre. The the what? How long has that been there? Why do Kira and Jack and Henry not go there? What else is there we don't know about? A zoo? The Palace of Felpershire? Anyway, they went to the Sea Life Centre, driving past the artillery range, leading Tower and Pier, and reminisced about (laughs) Nigel. Do you remember when Dad used to do that fish impression? asked Freddie. Yes, it used to drive me mad, said Elizabeth. He was an absolute pillock, your father. She then advised Freddie (laughs) to live for today, which isn't exactly the key message you want to give a selfish adolescent whose utter failure to envision the future or care for anyone's needs except his own has resulted in him facing prison. And then she lovingly helped him break his bail conditions. She's absolutely (laughs) mad. It's fine, though, because she's middle class. Susan helped her brother Clive and ended up in prison. Elizabeth managed to make it sound as if she'd done something heroic for the love of her boy, and Shula commended her. Freddie, of course, described her as the best mother ever. Well, let's hope she wins Mum of the Year at Felbersham Young Offenders Institute, which, for those of you who are interested, is just west of the safari park behind the prehistoric stone circle and nuclear power station. (laughs) Shula announced she was going to surprise everyone with her gentleman's buttonhole at the Flower and Produce show. Dear God, have we not suffered enough? And anyway, I'm not sure she's going to be able to get up on that trestle table. Over at Bridge Farm, things were troubling on as normal. Henry had got Jack in a headlock. Susan and Clary were flat out in the dairy, tipping milk, tipping gone off milk into equal tiny bottles. Or are we not doing that anymore? Oh, I don't care. Tony was in hiding, very sensibly pretending the engine had fallen out of whichever clown car he was driving at the time. And Pat seems to have forgotten she works at the homeless shelter. So presumably there's a bunch of rough sleepers celebrating their liberty from leak bloody soup because you wouldn't want the aftermath of that in a sleeping bag. Tom was surreptitiously sniffing his groin to make sure it didn't smell like pork scratchings. Pat suddenly announced they were going to have a family meeting to decide the future of the farm without Tony. They hadn't had a family meeting that morning, to be fair, to decide the future of the farm, and she was bored. 
Let's go with trees, she said. Trees and that other thing, whatever it was you said, Helen. Oh, yeah. Um, cows, said Helen, yawning. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, trees, trees and cows. Oh, I'm very excited. It reminds me of when Tony and I started farming sustainably. Everything reminds Pat of when her and Tony started farming sustainably. Oh, look, there's an ice cream van. Oh, that reminds me of when Tony and I started. Shut up, Pat. Uh, I think we need to stage an intervention with Brian. It's not healthy, a man of his age and experience, spending all day, every day, hanging around a tea room with a 90-year-old woman trying to pump people about quiche. It's just odd. (laughs) It's the closest thing Peggy's had to Netflix and chill since that old Canadian soldier pitched up. So she's getting quite girlish about it. But honestly, it's not good for Brian. Plus, everyone in the village then caught on and gave the pair of them a wide berth, trying to avoid their probing inquisition about the girth of their leeks. Someone give Brian a seat back on the board, any board, or just a seat anywhere that isn't in the tea room. Hannah is a brave woman. Not only is she taking on the wandering catastrophe that is Sausage Boy, she also keeps basically dancing around in front of Emma, shouting, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. There's something (laughs) about Hannah that always makes me imagine her in a football top. And her incredibly combative relationship with the woman she barely knows from Adam seems to cement that. So Hannah may have the brawn, and I'm sure heaving pigs about, she's got four arms, all of that. So Hannah may have the brawn, and I'm sure that heaving pigs about has left her with four arms like hams, but somehow my money would be on Emma. Emma would fight dirty. There would be hair extensions all over the road, but she'd win, then she'd go home, see to Joe's corns, and put the tea on. In my view, we need more Emmas in the world. People who get on with it. They don't moan. Well, no, that's a lie. She moans endlessly. But she does just crack on and organise a karate class for which there is absolutely no demand, just in the services of promoting a romantic storyline between Helen and Lee. In Emma's own words, that's just what you do in Ambridge, Hannah. Things that make no sense until three months later. If you want a piece of me, I'll see you outside the chicken factory and I won't have washed my hands. And by the way, you still smell of pig. The end. (laughs) Well, you know, I think you should uh, write it on the fly and then not read it every time because that was the (laughs) best one ever. The only problem with it is it was far too close to actually what happened in Ambridge this week. (laughs) That's it was too near the knuckle. It was too near the knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Hannah, I think, later on. I but... think everybody has found, we found a new hate figure. Hateful Hannah. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's, <sighs> hmm. Well, I, think people, I think people are being a little unfair about her, but maybe we'll talk about that later. That meeting between, um, between the, the Bridge Farm archers, was like every other bloody meeting they have. It's know. obviously they've decided what they're going to do. I mean, yes, I know. Televising or, or, or putting a, a meeting on the radio in a radio drama is almost as boring as you said, putting or showing wedding your bloody photos. wedding photos. <laughs> but, but, no, why? the best one was still the white paint. Watching <laughs> <laughs> the Aldridge's choose between seven shades of white paint on the radio. That was absolute. Fucking genius, excuse the language, but, but it really was. <laughs> and and done purposefully as well, with, yeah. with paintbrush in cheek. <laughs> but so that, that is not how you do business, not how you conduct a professional business, even if you could call Bridge Farm a professional bit. Oh, wait a minute. You can't call Which Bridge Farm a professional no. business, can you? No. So what's going to happen to the cheese no one, no museum one. that they're setting up? 
where all good cheese goes to die. This, it, the whole thing, I just sat there. It was like, um, oh, I know. Should we have it this afternoon? Dad won't be there. But, you know, it's only it's only deciding how we're going to kind of um, uh, distribute and invest the, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds. It's only that, you know. And did and you hear the, the excuse? The Again. God. Yeah, I mean, you heard the excuse was that his car, yeah. Yeah. they'd run out of cattle feed. Yeah. So um, for the cows that they don't yeah. actually need, uh, to... To uh, to then go to the go to the market, buy some more cattle feed. His car broke down outside there, and you think, why didn't you just put? Why didn't someone just go? Uh, the announcer at the beginning say, in tonight's episode of The Archers, Tony will be played by someone who could be bothered to turn up to the studio <laughs> because they didn't have a more lucrative job on television, probably Doctor Who or something like that. Because that's obviously what happened, isn't it? Or we couldn't afford to put the actor who plays Tony in the arches tonight. So just imagine what he would have said. <laughs> See, you could get away. If it was Neil, you could have just had someone going, <clears throat> in the background, and it would have been fine. <laughs> well, can't you have stock? You must be able to have, like in the news, you have library footage. Can't you just have, like... <laughs> Stop Tony footage where he goes, yeah. oh, I'm not sure. And then that's it. That's his contribution. I yeah, think I mean, go on. What, what, what amused me was that they'd said, you know, because the last thing was the kefir. It was all gung-ho on the kefir. Then it oh, was the cheese. food course. before then, wasn't it? Yeah, baby, baby, food. baby food. There was the cheese courses. <laughs> there was the cheese courses. Every single time we have one of these meetings, Pat tells the children how proud she is of them. And how it reminds her of when, as I said, when Tony and her started farming sustainably, blah, blah, blah. And they all go out in a shower of mutual congratulations and backslapping. Then um, Natasha said, you're all mad. There's, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. There's no cohesive sort of theme to this. And mm. it's nonsense. And, um, and the first thing that happens is uh, they come up with the idea of nuts and trees and... Cows, bringing the cows back that they've only just sold, and that's yes. and, and none of those things are short term things. That the cows are fairly short term, obviously, but well, it, you know, well, they the can't milk until March. Yeah, so how? My God, they're going to be bursting. How can <laughs> you know? It's just, it just doesn't make. And no one talks about figures. I mean, I know that's that's boring, and they can't because as soon as they mention a figure, someone said, "Well, I think you'll find." That you never get that for that. So I can see why they completely steer clear of that. But it's not like a, it's not, they took a family meeting, family meeting. It's just a chat. It's kind of a, what do you reckon then? And, you know, mm. nothing's ever signed. Nothing's ever kind of um, committed. It's just, oh, we'll have a stab at that. You know, they're going to be bankrupt within about a fortnight. Yeah, they might as well. Nonsense. They might as well just draw the money out in 20s. Yeah. Put it on a big pile in the yard and set fire to it because <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. all yeah. And they don't. They I'm, don't seem. To, no one's got any proof that this tree thing works. You know, he's had a bit of a nose around agro forestry or whatever. Uh, and um, you know, n nobody. They, they, there's no figures. They haven't run it past the accountant who would go. You're doing what? You know, what the very Dickens are you talking about? Exactly. It's oh, but it's I the way. And then they go, oh well, we we um, we've we've put this meeting off for so long. 
We can't have it now because Tony's not here. But they only had the idea three weeks ago. I know. And you're like, well, it's a fairly major thing. I think, And then even then it's kind of like, yeah, all right, do that then. (laughs) It's just absolutely... That bit is just suspension of disbelief is just jaw-dropping about that stuff. Yeah. I I was so in disbelief, and I, I will admit to this, that I Googled the image of a Montbelliard cow to make sure that they actually did exist. <laughs> They're very Quite nice. Looking. They are. Oh, did you look them up as well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oops. You're not, the only, you're not the only weirdo on the team, Robert. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I, I do not feel alone. I do not feel alone. But I think they, I, I think um, Liz and um, Freddie, uh, he's been out of the series Two days, and I've already forgotten his name. Um, <laughs> they went the Sea Life Centre in Birmingham, I think, is where they went. Oh. And I've been to that. Have you? Mm, yes. Is it a real thing, then? Yes, it's by the canal. Oh. You, you should go there at the extravaganza. You see, that's where you need to go. A, a last-minute a last minute um, excursion, and I'll, I'll pop out of a fish tank. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do my impression of um, a clownfish. And What's also... Finding, t- finding Nemo. And also, as, as the mother of teenagers, as I keep boring everyone about, that the joshing, the joshing is all wrong. The jo- oh, mum, you, you know, bet I'll beat you this time. Well, you better have a good go at it, Freddie, because I'm really, you know, you, <laughs> all they ever say to you is, shut up, shh, yeah. stop talking, you know, not kind of this. Mom. Yeah, <laughs> Can I have twenty pounds? That's what they say. There's no, there's no. You know, they're nice. I mean, I love, I love my children, and 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 as teenagers go, they are quite the nicest ones I know. But you know, we do not do joshing. And if I attempted joshing, I would the look of appalled horror I would get would stay with me. I think would be burned on my retina for many years. Fair enough. Is there anything else that that? got your goat this week oh well the goats by the way the bloody goats they've got goat what's happened to the goats i think she's given the goats to the homeless shelter and said i can't do it anymore but here's some goats i don't know it's just you know is she still doing the homeless shelter there's no mention of it (laughs) i kind of imagine you know like you know um You know when serial killer when they when they show you on serial killer documentaries or or dramas yeah. and they show you the, the the you know the maverick detective who's only got twenty four hours to find the murderer and mm-hmm. they show and like on Homeland there's all these post it notes and um, and arrows leading to everything to connect all the people and photographs and everything. Oh yeah, well on a, on excuse on a glass uh, yes poster board behind yes, them. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I imagine that the plot lines are all like that. Yeah. And then in the corner, there's just this flurry of post-it notes with the word <laughs> goats, old people, Alison Stedman, you know, um, the tractor, Otto, you know, and, and Johnny. What the hell do we do with Johnny? Just stuck all over the place. And they're all kind of, and that's for the intern to sort out. That <laughs> oh, that, that can't be far from the truth, <laughs> can it? I mean, the, sure. the meticulous character building and plot building of the Aldridges compared with the, just the utter slingshot chaos that is Bridge Farm. It just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Tell you who I liked this week, and I don't think it's been mentioned, is Alistair. Yeah, he's really, he's a new man, isn't he? Yeah, he you used to, a used to say he was a boring old... Poop. 
cow warrior. But yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, he was really, he was extremely tolerant of Lizzie being an utter ass this yeah, week. I thought, wild. oh, well, you d- no need to because you, technically you're not family. Yeah, anymore. I know. Would you like some salt with your wound? Yes, it's just <laughs> horrible. But but then but he st- he was he was tolerant, but he was also assertive, and he said if he doesn't bother us, I really don't think it need bother you anymore. And yeah. uh, I thought, good for you. And yeah. then he was nice, and he helped. He helped um, Freddie, and he helped Elizabeth. He was, yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, yeah. It seems he is better off without Shula. Yeah. There we are. All right. Should we hear from um, some more sensible people than us? Yes. Go on then. Hello, Ambridge three nine six two. First, we have uh, who you mentioned. We have Mike Hatton, who um, is a silent character on Dumpty Dum. Uh, he does our, our character counts, and he's phoned in for the first time. Hello, Mike Hatton here, Chief Dumpty Dum Anorak Wearer, and yes, I do need to get out more. I can't believe I've been doing this for three years now. I posted the first set of stats in August 2015, although I'd put them on the Facebook page a few times before that. I must say, it made my day when Royfield added my credit to the script. Thanks for that. So I thought it was about time I gave a brief commentary on this month's character count. Well, the archer seems to have become the Pargeters. Elizabeth, Freddie and Lily were all in the top ten of the character count. And not only that, but Elizabeth appeared in the most consecutive episodes on no fewer than four separate occasions. That's got to be a record. Three episodes each time. We met two newcomers in Lee, the karate instructor, who I think has the potential to become a regular, and Judge Langford, who we probably won't see again now she's passed sentence on Freddie. There were no long-lost returners, although we did hear Carol Tregoran and Tracy Horobin for the first time this year. Fortunately, no one died during September. (laughs) Elizabeth had the final word in five episodes, and four of these were in one week. And since we started counting the right yours and hello you twos, they've become very thin on the ground. September was another empty month, and the gender ratio... Well, it saw a Brexit-style 52-48% split in favour of the women of Ambridge. So, it's been nice to talk to you, finally. Uh, that's all from me for this month, and I'll say goodbye. Yeah, Carol turning up, just out of the blue, for yeah. one scene or whatever. Yeah. Weird. Were you just passing through, Carol, on your way to somewhere more exciting? See you then! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike should do that every month. I think he's got. Well, I'm going, we're going to make him because he's it's yeah. great. Well, we're not I have also covered until yeah. he does. <laughs> I have also noticed the diminution of right you are's. I think they have caught on. And Did you notice my right you are earlier on? No. Apparently, that's what "Hola ustedes dos" means. Oh really? Oh, no, that's, no, so, no, that's no, that's sorry, that's "Hello you two. Oh. Hola ustedes dos. <laughs> And, and the accent is perfect because I was in Paris earlier, so I, earlier this month, so I practiced it. Okay, anyway, uh, I'm going yes. to make. I don't normally do this. Royfield does. You know, we have these ludicrous long lists of things that you have to do when you ring in, and you have to oh, say, yes. you know, your inside leg measurement and your blood group. Well, mm. now you have to say hello, you two, in whatever language you can speak. Oh, that's a good idea. And don't be about if you can't speak any language except English. That's absolutely fine. You can you can not do it, or you can 
make a noise and pretend it's Klingon or something. It's absolutely or, fine. Or you um, can go, but, go to Google Translate like I did, and you can <laughs> and you can put it in some bizarre language. Yeah, um, Tagalog or something. Um, uh, thank you so much, Mike, for uh, for doing all that. It is, it is. I do find it genuinely. I know you said you're an anorak, but I do find it genuinely interesting, actually. Um, but it makes me think, as Freddie has been sent away now, will Elizabeth get a well earned rest? Um, but then, because they won't do, I'm sure they won't do any recordings, sort of there, or we won't go with her to see him. No, I don't think. We don't do that sort of... We don't travel no. well, do we? No. They probably deleted the prison sound effects from when um, when Helen was released. Yes. Mm. And when Susan was released. Oh, God. Oh, they've village full of jailbirds. Do you think they've got they've got a, a barred door in the studio to do the clanking like in yeah. porridge? <laughs> yeah. fan, well, you'll find out, won't you? It'll yeah. be a little one. It's just... It's, it's like a little hamster cage. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a Young Offenders Institute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a baby gate, basically. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good yeah. <laughs> and all you do is you put, put a lot on. of echo, put a lot of echo on it. <laughs> there we are. Um, I'm going to interbirth the calls okay. with uh, some emails. And right. uh, Vicky Cole said, "It's not looking good." Oh, she's coming on Sunday. Um, she said, "It is not looking good for Freddie, is it? Ellis will end up in the same Young Offenders Institute and will take his revenge." Mm. Oh my god. She said, I really don't like Hannah. Join the enormous club. Uh, Tom is an idiot if he stays involved with her. In my view, he is much too conventional not to end up hurt by any flexible relationship. I think you're probably right. I think he is very conventional. And but there's some she said something the other day. She said uh she was being her usual heavy-handed sarcastic self. And he yep. said, Are you ever serious? And she said it's much better that I'm not. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, is that a thing? Is she is she hiding a secret hurt? She's a woman in the archers, so obviously yes. But you know, what will it be? We ask us. I was about to say we're all hiding a secret hurt. Oh, are you? Oh. Yes, it's my bruised pubis, it's come back again. I was going to say I've got a blister on the back of my heel, like that's my secret hurt. <laughs> Thank goodness you <laughs> You stayed at, thank goodness you stayed at ground level. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not talking about my pubis. Right, let's have another call. <laughs> if, I can, if I can, if I can click on Erica Hobbs, we'll, we'll hear from her. Hello, Dumpty Dummers. Uh, first time caller here. Just, um, just thought I'd give a ring in and share some thoughts on recent events in Ambridge. Uh, so first off, poor Freddie. I do like him. I think, yes, he's overprivileged and he is a bit of a wally, but it's not fair that the judge came down on him harder than he would have on anybody else. That said, I do think he'll learn his lesson and he'll never sell drugs again. I'm enjoying this storyline and also the revolting Ruts and Lily storyline. That's really good too. Both look to have quite a bit of mileage in them. Um, it's been interesting to see recently how uh, the Henry and Helen plotline has developed. I think we'll be waiting a few years yet, though, before we can really judge the lasting effect of mm. Henry seeing his mummy stab his daddy, as he called him then. Um, so good script writing there. Hannah, oh my gosh, what an absolute beast of a woman. Um, awful, <laughs> abrasive, coarse. 
there's just nothing sexy about that woman whatsoever. Um, what on earth is Tom thinking? Hannah is going to chew him up, spit him out. Um, yeah, it's all going to end in tears there, I think. And finally, uh, it was really good to see Linda Snell back again. I, I I can't wait to see what's in store for the Christmas panto. Um, love the show. Keep it up. Uh, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Erica. I'm not going to say anything about Hannah just yet because other people mention her. Um, okay. Maybe we should save up our... our... Uh, Hannah Vitriol. Then yes. then you quite like her, don't you? Secretly you like her. Um, Shut up. <laughs> you love her. Blasted! Damn, blasted! Um, anyway, um, what I, what I want to say, know what's I... happening with Lily and they won't tell us. It's very annoying. <sighs> I stopped caring about Freddie now. I just want to know what Lily's doing. I think things are going wrong. He's obviously <laughs> murdered her, chopped her up, and chucked her in the Manchester, Manchester Ship Canal. Uh, Something like that. Um, Freddie, yeah, I, I, I quite like Freddie, and yes, he's a Wally, and yes, he's a teenager, and um, but there was an, but I think he was treated fairly with the sentence, and that was reflected. I don't know whether anyone else saw it, but um, Yokel Bear uh, posted a link to a blog. Oh, the barrister, uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. I, I made the mistake of starting to read it at work maybe yesterday. Um, didn't get much done other than that because it's, it's like a twenty paragraph. <laughs> Um, report very good um but if, if anyone you're enjoying uh, freshers week at oxford college with no food that's because robert <laughs> messing around reading archer's blogs when he should be shouting at people to make them get the food out quicker yeah it took about 10 minutes to read it but um <laughs> so i didn't waste a whole day and i did stay an hour later so you know i'm not honestly i i wasn't you know swinging the lead so to speak but really interesting if you if you follow um Mark on Twitter, uh, look down his feed and you'll find um, a link to that. Or was it on Facebook? I can't remember now. Oh, so I was also looking at Facebook at work. Ooh, busted. It can't have been on. It can't have been on Facebook because I saw it. So it must have been and there was nothing on Instagram about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub, yes. not a mention on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> what young boy banged up behind bars? I'm sure there was. <laughs> oh yeah, there's definitely a channel for that. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, moving on. Hmm. It was yeah. nice to see Linda back, but I'm. Yeah. So, oh, I, I just don't know what to say about the show. I really don't. I mean, the Christmas show, of the Ambridge Christmas show. Do you have any predictions? Because I don't know. It, she needed to speak to all the all the knobs at the soiree. Mm. Um, she's not. They're not going to do another Oscar Wilde. Are they um, all going to read out some passage of their wrote their favourite classic book or something? Because she's got to bring somehow. We've got to bring together all this the big the big PR puff they did about reading more, don't they? Yeah, reading the classics. Because mm. it sounded at first, I had the dreaded uh, notion that she was she was going to do a one woman show, yes. a la Elaine Stritch. Yes. Basically. Although I would like to hear Linda Snell sing <laughs> "I'm Still Here" from <laughs> I Folly. Love that song. Mm. I know that off by heart. Um, uh, yeah, based loosely on the Silmarillion. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> no, mm. it's just oh well, whatever. There's yeah, <sighs> it's just another deep breath and dive in, really, isn't it? We know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, just brace, just brace, listen brace, to it, brace. Listen to it on double speed. Yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> 
And listen to Dumpty Dum on half speed, and it makes us all sound like we've had a terrible accident. Witherspoon is next. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Millie Bell, Yoko Bear, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. Sad that we won't be able to attend the Dumpty Dum weekend in Birmingham and wishing you all a great time. Well, we now know what Freddie's sentence is. A bit harsher than most of us thought it would be. I originally thought it would be six months, though I admit to waffling on the podcast last week. In retrospect, I think it all makes sense. Not every Archer family member, such as Helen, can be let free. I was disappointed that the entire episode wasn't dedicated to the hearing, so that we could first hear Kenton pontificate during it, and then see that the sentence. I also didn't like that Kenton didn't get to find out that Freddie admitted to drug dealing for many months, mm. though I did chuckle at Freddie's final words. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm so sorry, <laughs> as he was led away. So what does this all mean for the Ambridge community and the Archer family? First off, during the attempt at dinner detente earlier in the week, Jolene and Harrison should definitely not have left Kenton and Fallon alone. No. And I did say no. to myself as they were walking into the kitchen, no, don't leave, big mistake. <laughs> now will the skirmish between Kenton and Fallon explode into an all-out war? And will, what will that mean for the mother-daughter relationship and the husband-wife relationship? We shall see. Final note, though I won't be in Birmingham this week, I will be hosting a Dumpty Dum meetup in New York on the Ooh. 12th with the special guest star Lucy V. Freeman. <laughs> so don't fret, Lucy. I won't ask you to make a big speech. If you'd like to attend and haven't yet done so, please get in touch with me. Talk to you all soon. I'm getting on to Virgin Atlantic straight away. <laughs> And I don't fly economy, so so get get sending in your Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, poor old Freddie. Mm. Mm. I don't have much well, more to say about that. But no. Ken, Kenton, Kenton, yeah, Kenton's being a bit. I can understand why he feels like he does. I completely understand that, but you don't always have to express how you feel. <laughs> And you can, you can choose. Oh. Yes, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm sure that the psychologist, uh, the psychotherapist who's just said that will say, no, Robert, you're completely wrong. You, it's good to express how you feel. It's just the way you express yeah, it. And and that's kind of how I meant. Who you're expressing it to and when as well. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, he could have a private view about harassment, which wouldn't involve him, you know, shouting and getting overly um, aerated and, and, and passionate. But to be in Kenton's defence which hurts me to say he di he genuinely didn't know yeah. the extent of, of about knowledge and stuff and about that Freddie had um, been doing it for a while. And, you know, that's all part of Elizabeth's kind of overprotection of F Freddie trying to keep the sort of the family brand going rather than admitting the truth. And if she'd done that in the first place, it would have solved a lot of um, problems, but it's interesting that, Fallon and and, and um, Jolene have such a sort of a good relationship, have such a strong relationship. I think mm. it's they just they can just dance rings around the others, and they'll always be fine. I think it's um, it's 
It's harassment's need for everything to be all right. He re- for a policeman, he really hates aggro, <laughs> and um, and and Fallon's sort of hasn't settled. She hasn't got used to her role as as wife yet. She doesn't really. Um, she's kind of doing the the passionate defence rather than just the low key. Well, you know, you're not going to please everyone all the time. Just get on with it, sort of thing. So she's leaping to his defence, uh, which which isn't um, kind of, it's, it's, she's over-egging it slightly. She needs to calm down a, li- a lot because if they're together for any, you know, length of time, this is going to happen an awful lot. God, yes, especially, yeah, yeah. He's, um, especially when the bunting turns up in Susan's garden shed. As predicted three weeks ago. Yes. Um, mm. Yes, wrapped round a llama. Oh, yeah, definitely. A dead llama. Yes. But anyway, we don't want to reveal any more inside secrets on this year's Christmas show. <laughs> oh, it's time for another email. Oh. Uh, Chris Long, who said... Um, what did she say? She's been listening to us. Uh, she's, been tra- she's discovered us, and now she's trying to ca- catch up um, from... Um, uh, from ages ago um, and she said uh, imagine my surprise when I heard my name in episode 241 um, oh she said I pronounced Yarrawonga correctly Yay. But as, you, as you appear to say it exactly as it's written I don't know how else I could have pronounced it really but anyway she said and for my acknowledgement that Chris could be a woman I used Chris as a test and Royfield failed still geezer is slightly better than dear sir note to Royfield I still like him, though. By the way, I can't believe she's put this. Royfield sounds like he went to Eton or maybe Harrow. Do you think she's talking about Royfield there? I'm not sure. I think she's talking about you. <laughs> well, I've, I've never been to Eton or Although Harrow. you're far too articulate to have gone to either. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My favourite story about um, public school boys is, is Winston Churchill having a pee in the House of Commons. and. Um, finishes what he has to do in the trough, zips himself up and walks out. And another MP says, if you went to Eton, you'd know to wash your hands. Then he said, but at Harrow, they taught us not to piss on our hands. <laughs> and I think that's about the level of public, spoy, public school boy um, <laughs> behaviour. But, you know, I work at Oxford University. There are, there are very few public school boys around. Mm. Yes. Um, well, they all wash their hands these days. Good, good for them. There you are. That's the title of the podcast. Do public school boys wash their hands after pee? Um, who's the next caller? It is Red Agnes. Oh, yes. Hello, Dumpty Dummers. This is Red Agnes calling from the northwest of England. I'm a first time caller in her, so be kind to me. I've got some plot predictions. This is after I've been really confused about the Tom and Helen bunk-up. I think I missed the first bit of that. Hannah's got to be a player. No one could fall for Sausage Boy. He's as dull as a lamppost. I think that Hannah is a Rob Titchener player and he's after Neil's job. But also, I do think she's going to make moves on Helen too. This has got to happen. Um, I'm thinking that things are going bad to worse for the entire Archer clan. Freddie is going to be headed for a suicide bid. He's going to jump himself off the stately home rooftops. 
in understanding of his father's terrible outcome. However, he's such a dork, he's going to land in the top of the treetop walk uh, to be there forevermore. <laughs> I think that Peggy's going to be scammed out of her millions, by probably by a Nigerian prince. Justin is going to buy home farm for Lillian, and that's going to leave Brian and Jennifer moving into one of Ruth and David's holiday cottages and Kate will move into the garden in one of her yurts this is all happening because of harassment moving in and being a complete git so I think what's going to happen is the whole of the village is going to burn him in a wicker man to satisfy the gods of soul however that won't be the end of it uh, and I'm sure there'll be something else going on in there after all thanks very much and bye bye Um, first of all, I'd like to apologise. I forgot to give uh, several trigger warnings before Red Agnes's absolutely stonking <laughs> telephone message. There's quite a lot to cover there, isn't there? <laughs> I love the idea of Freddy getting Freddy's corpse getting tangled up in the treetop walk, and they just leave it there. <laughs> That's a well, kind of gruesome spider in a web <laughs> to feed the birds of prey. I imagine. <laughs> Him and Topper, yes. Um, yes. She might be right about Justin buying home farm. Well, yes, Justin could buy home farm and then they could move into the Dower House or I still, I don't think they're going to move still. No. I think Justin will buy home farm as a, like a, just as an investment and they'll Mm. carry on living there. Yeah. Or Peggy will shuffle off this mortal coil and they'll be left the money anyway, won't they? Yeah. I don't know. She's sounding sprightlier and sprightlier, Peggy. That's what happens. It's, it's you know, it's... it's... <laughs> they say people perk up before they cark it, don't they? And <laughs> let's hope that happens. <laughs> Poor Peggy. I can't believe I said that. No, neither can I. Anyway, Red Agnes, I love you. So yeah, she's brilliant. Yes. It's it. It's the Northwest um, uh, fan club president elect, I think. Yeah. Of yeah. Dumpty Dum and the Archers. Do yeah. phone in again. People, new time. Uh, first time callers have forgotten. Yes. Uh, or maybe we haven't given out the the very strict rubric, the very yes. strict rules which apply to everyone the first time they call in. What are they, Lucy? Oh my! Because I can't remember them. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> well, what, what's your job? Yeah, what you do is a job. How long you've been? No, and who the character, the main character is that you remember? Yeah, the main storyline that you um, that you came in on. So if you came in on uh, Robin Helen, then you unfortunately are a titchy knob, mm. um, or if you know whatever. So um, and I'm an uh, I'm a Cameron Fraser because I came in on Cameron Fraser. Yeah, and I'm a thicky Vicky. You're a what? Thicky Vicky. Well, I needed something to rhyme with. Sticky Vicky, then. Icky Vicky. Vicky. Have you only been listening since then? It's about 10 years. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, I'd heard it before, but this is regular. I mean... Oh, Robert. You're a grockle. I'm so sorry. We can't have you on the show anymore. I'm sorry. All right, then. Well, I'll leave it to you. you then. Such a new... <laughs> I didn't realise you <laughs> were such a the, the first time I called in as a caller in the room. Yeah. What did, oh. what did you talk about? Um, 
I can't remember. I think I just swore a lot in a posh voice. And... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. That's what the rest of this podcast is based on, basically. Yeah, I've, to- I've toned down my language. I know, you've been a very good boy. You you did an F-bomb earlier. I've done it twice. Do you know what? I'm slightly manic because I am... I know it's not an excuse, but I am nervous about someday. And um, when I'm nervous, I get a bit, I get a bit manic, and um, uh, and uh, and I swear more. Yes, a yeah. bit uh, disinhibited, as Winspoon would say. Yes, I will try and rein it in again. Sorry, kiddies, if anyone's listening with the kiddies. Um, we've done the calls, haven't we? Um, no, we've got Blythe Spirit. Oh, sorry. I think. Or yeah. Oh wait. She's got more. Cause, I mean, you haven't done the Hannah bashing yet. Okay. Hello, Dumpty Dum Bly Spirit calling. Well, it's been quite a week for the Pargeters, hasn't it? And a very typical morality tale with a very obvious trajectory ending in clink, in choky, in porridge for Freddie. Quite frankly, at this point, if he goes down for two weeks, three days or or five months, I don't care. Just as long as I don't have to listen to little Lord Fred Leroy whining anymore. The fact is, regardless of whether Elizabeth thinks that his sentence was harsh or not, he was dealing class A and he's been caught bang to rights. And if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. End of. Kenton and Fallon. Well, I'm really looking forward to when Kenton has to make a grovelling apology to Fallon and Jolene and Harrison over Freddie. He really has embarrassed himself, hasn't he, this time? And some reparation is very much in order. I think we probably need to talk about Hannah as well. The whole thing with Tom, am, am I only, the only person finding this rather icky? And I'm not really liking My Hannah name very much. is Robert. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter as to whether she is a very confident, assertive woman or whether she's a complete bitch. And I have Sorry. to say, I kind of veer towards the latter. She's quite unpleasant in her dealings. She attacked Neil, which I really have a problem with. And she just doesn't comport herself with any kind of social grace or... Ugh, no, sorry, I just don't like her at all. Anyway, well... Tom often gets what he deserves. I'm not quite sure he deserves Hannah. We'll have to see. Anyway, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't be in Birmingham next week, but oh. I wish you all a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Fabulous Dumpty Dum. And hopefully I will speak to you again soon. Cheers now. Bye. I'm really sorry about that. I was trying to delete the, the little <laughs> jingle thing so I could fit a sheet in. It just in. sounded like you got bored and thought, I need something about me now. <laughs> Oh no! Please do forgive me. I did. I, bl- I blushed. And my heart sank as that happened. It, it proves I care, folks, but yes. not enough to be competent. <laughs> so that I Does wanted. I think I, I, I. Do you know what I think? God, I don't know whether I can say this, but I'm going to have to now. Is go. it's? I, I'm loath to be like a bloke telling women not to slag off women for not being as feminine as they would like them oh. to be. And, and, and I hate that, but it's, it's because all the language has been that she's got no grace, that she's a bit aggressive. That But if a bloke acted in exactly the same way, we might not like them, but we wouldn't have criticised them for that, would we? Or, or is that just me? And I was, I was loath to say that, but I just thought I kind of had to. I hear what you're saying, Robert. But, but you're an idiot, so. But she wasn't saying grace. She wasn't comporting herself with any grace. She's, I can't remember what the word she used, but it definitely wasn't grace. But it's, it's. She hits before she's hit, and mm-hmm. 
um, I don't like anyone that does that. And I didn't like it when um, Rob arrived, when, you know, when we quite liked him before he started being horrible. Um, and he was a bit disparaging about some members of the village. And that got everyone's backs up. Um, she picks on Emma. She yes, picks, no, she I don't like that. She, get, she gets people on their own and picks on them. She wouldn't mm. do it in front of Tom because Tom would go, no, 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 Hannah, that's not, you know, that's not, that's not right. That's, you know, Emma's not like that, whatever. She kind of waits until, and then she's sneery about, you know, Emma trying to do the karate and, you know, admittedly yeah. ludicrous reasons. But it's not that she's behaving, I don't think anyone's criticising her for not being a decent woman. They're criticising her for not being a decent human being. Okay. Um, well, the things you mentioned, I completely agree with. I mean, the the the, the bizarre rivalry with Emma. You know, Jolene is, is is assertive sexually. She was assertive sexually with Kenton. She was assertive sexually with Sid, and no one had a problem with that because Jolene is a good is a good person, and she's got she's just and she's a confident a confident woman who's proud of her sexuality, and that's why we love her. Um, and and she's not insecure. Maybe Hannah's problem is she's insecure, and that's why she. She goes in with both fists. Yeah, flat. well, she seems to need to, you know, it's it's that that Oscar Wilde thing. It's not enough that I should succeed. My friends have to fail. You know, she kind of, she goes in trying to um, to, to, to flatten everyone. The only way she can feel big is to make everyone else feel small. Okay, I've been put in my place. I feel Sorry. really small now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, men dislike her as well. And not because she's um, she's uh, sexually confident. It's just and can I just say they're both rubbish at getting dressed? <laughs> I, they really are. And also just going, sorry, Johnny, I'll be down in a minute. That would also be fine, rather than playing this ridiculous hide and seek. It's like an episode of Frasier without the jokes. It's ugh, no ridiculous. <laughs> well, at least we haven't had any horrendous sound effects yet. No. Mm. There was one on Monday that people didn't like, but we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Ooh. Zippy noise. Oh. <laughs> How long did the zip... Was the zip uh, zip length as long as Nigel's scream as he fell off? The... <laughs> was it like I'm doing a tent flap? <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Is it social media roundup now? It is, yes. But I, because I'm technically incompetent, I think I've got it set up too low a volume, listeners. So if it starts really quietly... Apologies, but it will get louder. It's all right, Robert would just play his theme tune over the top of it anyway. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, I've deleted that now. <laughs> Stand by studio. Oh, yes, oh, there we go. And here comes Yoko Bear. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Yoko Bear here calling with the social media roundup for the week. We started the week with um, something that we love here at Dumpty Dum, which is a good pun. We also like innuendo. In fact, if you want an innuendo, just let me know and I'll give you one. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, we started with a post um, about Elizabeth taking Freddie to the Sea Life Centre. And in my post, I suggested that this was a place where Freddie will feel comfortable to bear his soul and maybe he'd find a new, new porpoise in life. Well, oh, let me just say, uh, Dumpty Dummers were not coy... In coming forward with their own puns. Gene Bell said, I bet he'll carp about it. (laughs) Jane Mindville Brash said, with all that money, maybe he could slip the judge a few squid. Um, (laughs) Linda Snell, what, the Linda Snell? Anyway, Linda Snell said, Felpersham Sea Life Centre, thanks for the memories. Um, And Mick Jackson said, if he didn't feel remorse before that, he'll certainly feel it after that trip. Not everyone was impressed with um, the the puns, though. Thea Cochran told me to get kelp. Yay! (laughs) Anyway, enough of that. One other thing we talked about this week was that uh, moment when Elizabeth was really quite rude to Alistair. Do you remember Mm -hmm. when he said that he wasn't technically family anymore? And we had a bit of a discussion about this. Val, uh, Karen Valerie Hodgson says, I don't understand why she's being so bitchy towards Alistair, nor why anyone else in the village feels he's fair game to have a good dig at. Because it was Shula who mended the marriage. It was Shula who was, who, and still is, being self-centred and self-indulgent and a totally repulsive specimen. Don't hold back there, Karen. Just say what you think. Pat Ralph Hanavan said it was terrible. He was on the receiving end of loads of rude comments that day. Um, I th- was he? I, I don't know. That was the one that really stuck out. Um, however, Vicky Cameron's got a plot prediction. Elizabeth and Alistair will get together, bonding over the misery that is Freddie. Um, yes, that garnered quite a few of those shocked face emojis on uh, on the Book of Face. Um, I'm not really sure about that. I can't see them together. Um, but also as well, I mean, we also talked about another massive overreaction of the week, um, which was Kenton and the dinner party from hell. What did you think about it? Um, well, the majority of people 
thought that it was a bit of an overreaction. There was a few people who were definitely Team Kenton, and some of them because I think they don't like the fact that Harrison's a policeman. Um, but anyway, let's not go there. Um, but Joanne Smith posted in this um, thread, which I thought was the, one of the most insightful posts of this week. Joanne Smith said, Kenton's got fundamentally loose morals to any argument that's based on I was doing what I was supposed to do isn't is going to be seen by him as a cop-out. Kenton has no problem bending rules or lying when it suits him. Yeah. So he really can't understand how Fallon Harrison can think it's more important to follow the letter of the law. I think that's absolutely spot on. And the more I think about it, the more I think, yeah, that's why... Kenton is so vehemently kind of opposed to this. This whole thing about family sticking together. I just genuinely think he he can't understand why the rules can't be broken. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, we also spent a bit of time this week talking about... And, oh, my God, I'm having to hold on to something and shudder. Tom and Hannah. Oh, they're... They're having a bit of, how's your father now, aren't they? Oh, God, I feel sick. <laughs> well, I thought I felt sick with them, you know, being at it. Until Paul Green posted, thank you, Paul. This was the put-me-off-my-dinner post of the week. He said, Hannah is going to give Tom a sexually transmitted disease. And Tom is going to use that as the latest bacterial dairy product <laughs> for the farm shop. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just oh, going to have to take a moment here because I can feel my dinner coming up again. Um, <laughs> oh, poor. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> Pam Crookshank said, I'm glad Jazz didn't get anywhere with her, but then he lacks Tom's eligibility. Yes, Pam, but he also, lack, he also has something that Tom hasn't got. A personality. Um, <laughs> however, there were some Tom fans on here. Jean Bell said, sorry, I cannot discuss this because I don't think Tom is dreadful gene we're a broad church here at um at uh dumpty dum you can like tom if you want that's <laughs> absolutely fine you know if you want to be a sausage boy fan go right ahead fill your boots we support you look probably not you know we probably don't support tom but anyway let's not go there um Rachel Bowcenterfer, and I really hope I got your your last name right there, um, said that opening conversation between the two of them was cringe-tastic. My toes are still in knots. Honestly, Rachel, my toes are still in knots, and that was like four days ago. Oh, just like, and then when they had the whole conversation about coming back for seconds, do you know what? I think my weight loss is going to go quite well this week if they keep up, because I don't want to eat anything. Um... Martin van der Heuvel said, Hannah is nasty and manipulative. She has a touch of the titch, which actually leads us to another thing as well, um, which is that conspiracy theory that's going around that Hannah might have something to do with um, with the titchener. Is she some kind of spy for him? It's been all over the social medias and all over the Twitters. Um, I don't know. We had a bit of discussion about it, but I think we kind of fell down on the idea that we don't think it's it's a bit too far-fetched. But I don't know. I have got my tinfoil hat ready just in case. But um, back to Tom and Hannah. 
Um, Ellen Hughes said, I've been shouting um, this at the radio every time they're on, that they're just dreadful. Um, Tracy Shevin said she's absolutely vile, and I hope they end up together. Horrid couple. Um, Also as well, you know, I mean, there's just... She's just so nasty. I mean, okay, Emma can be annoying, but um, people have asked, why is she being so nasty to Emma? And I think that's, um, you know, that's a good question, because it's a bit... You know, she seems to be focusing on it. Still trying to figure Hannah out. So, that's about it for the social media roundup for this week. Oh, sorry, did something else happen this week? Yes, Freddie. He's gone down, hasn't he? And again, we had a really long thread um, about whether justice was served. And I think mainly people have fallen down on the side of that go and have a look at that thread on facebook most people think that um that justice was served um but a few people um don't think it was or that there could be a problem with it fiona siobhan powell said no freddie will come out hardened hardened and recruited recruited into the world of drug dealing he's exactly the kind of man the real dealers want whereas our own witherspoon disagreed and said that he will be a young man changed for the better well we've got a year to wait well possibly six months with parole but also i just want to finish by saying we did have a bit of a competition on facebook to guess freddie's sentence um and i said that there would be a shout out for the winner and so the shout out um, goes to Sasha Manesh, who got it absolutely on the nose, 12 months in prison. Um, so that's it. That's the social media roundup for the week. Um, the next social media roundup, if all goes to plan, should be being recorded live by me at the um, Birmingham meetup. Ooh. So if people are going up to the Birmingham meetup, I'm there on the Sunday. I'm in the front row, so you can't miss me. I'll be the one being thrown out for heckling. Mm. Anyway, have a good week. I'll see some of you next Sunday. And uh, bye for now. Thanks, Yokel Bear. Now, Lucy, I understand you're about to hit us with some tweets of the week. Yes. Uh, there's only four this week, owing to a cock-up on my part. But anyway, uh, Little Kim said, they're doing sex again. Why do you hate us, scriptwriters? Um, Exeter Dormouse said, Alistair, is that talcum powder on your shorts, Jazza? Jazza. Hold your wish, tis a wee dab of patent running powder, courtesy of Freddy's pal Ellis. Alistair, you know I haven't actually understood a single sentence of yours since we became housemates. <laughs> Harry Warbis, your dead mum's harvest pie is shit. Just reading through the lines of the judging outcome there. And John Kavanagh, uh, he does credit at shit jokes with this. Alistair, it's turned a bit nasty. Shula even asked how I wanted to be buried. Apparently, balls deep inside Lavinia was not the right answer. <laughs> 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 rude. Dear. Oh. Yeah. absolutely filthy i can only apologize dear dumpty dum listener remember to get in contact you can send us a voice message via speakpipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105 that is 0203 031 3105 do you know that's my favorite bit of the show doing that you know when people used to repeat phone numbers on on swap shop or whatever and i'm I'm just thinking about swap shop I'm oh one eight one one eight oh one one or something like something like that. Anyway, anyway, don't call that number because you might get kidnapped <laughs> by a tit in a beard. 
It's O two O three. O three one three one O five. That's O two O three O three one three one O five to leave a message. <laughs> if you enjoy Dumpty Jam, which I'm sure at least two or three of you must and want to keep the show going, please become. Maybe just post- sorry for us. That's also fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Please become a Patreon subscriber. It's around two quid a week. All the details are at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Your subscription pays for the cost of the equipment. We need to do the podcast. In fact, this week I fixed my headphones with a bit of gaffer tape, funnily enough. And now I can hear you in both ears, Lucy. Excellent. I might be pulling the wire out next week. It also means you get to access lots of extra content that Royfield puts up, all those marvellous interviews with cast members, etc. We do notice who subscribes to us, and we do mention you from time to time when we've got a big list to read out. Now, you can find Lucy and I at Dumpty Dum, uh, along with Royfield. And Lucy is at, at Lucy V. Freeman on Twitter, and I can be found at Naked Fingers. And I think that's about it. You can put your uh, your coat on, get Thank your you flip-flops much. on, and run out to the Uber now, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> flip-flops? <laughs> I was trying what to think of a... Listen, I'm a man, and I, I don't know another... Uh, kitten heels. Oh, that's, that's Lillian. What kind of shoes do you wear? I'm going to be Bother wearing... boots like Anna. Actually, no, uh, black leather biker boots this evening. Oh, crikey. Well, so where's the S&M meetup tonight? <laughs> I'll see you there, Robert. <laughs> you All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll whip over there later. <laughs> and with that, we bid you farewell. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 